It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway here on Fan Run Radio. Marcus Young is in. He's got the top four at four today. What you got, Marcus? Turn your mic on and try this again. What you got, Marcus? Thank you, Russell. At number one, Danny White gets an extension. First report it looks like from Ross Dellinger as he will receive, they'll be paying him, excuse me, $2.2 million a year. Do you think it was interesting that Dellinger was the one who was he the first one that had it? I I saw it in an email. I don't know. I don't. Uh, well, keep at least up the first who. one on Twitter I saw. When, when it's stuff like that that's coming, like I don't really. The breaking news to me is like a commitment or this guy got arrested or stuff like that. It's just kind of a formal announcement of a thing. You don't really look at that. Not taking credit away from whoever broke it, but. No, I just don't normally see Dellinger. Maybe I just don't notice him. Dellinger's not the guy that I wouldn't expect to normally see. Yeah, he hasn't broken a lot of Tennessee stories, but he's broken a lot of college football stories yeah. over the past couple of years. We'll point out in his uh, tweet as well. I-, I tried looking this up during the break to see if I could find an official list. But according to Ross, he also mentions White is believed to be the highest paid SEC AD and top eight nationally. So I tried to find actual stats of that. I mean, but, I feel like it's. Uh, I mean, we could we could nitpick and all the does is he responsible, isn't he? But I mean, yeah, it's no different than hype, like you were talking about to me. Like you 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 want to lowball him and him, you know, go to Notre Dame or go to some other big Power Five program. That I wonder what they would do if he did go to Notre Dame or somewhere. I didn't want to bring it up, man, but any more like. Call me crazy, but unless you're just in love with Notre Dame, which he may be, yeah, I don't know what connection he has there. He played there, right? That's a step down. Mm. Being the AD at Tennessee and being the AD at Notre Dame, they've been to the college football playoff twice in the last ten years. Just Notre Dame. It's a. a I'm not international brand. I don't know. I mean, it's. Teach their own. I think he played there, and so it's probably more significant for him. He doesn't have any ties here. Like he's not a That's Tennessee true. guy. So um, I just wonder what they would do if he's got a right hand man or somebody in the his tree, so to speak, that they would bring, or if they would do the no, national yeah, because we've seen what happens if you have a a bad one. Let Josh Heupel make the hire. At number two, you gonna hire your boss, Josh. Who you want? At number two, Mel Kuyper has released his first mock draft. Uh, he does have a Tennessee player going in the first round. Oh, that's Jalen Hyatt. Come on down. Is that who it is? No, nope. it's not. No. You won't guess who it is. Well, I know it's not Tillman. Nope. It's not Hendon, although I would have nope. thought it would have been the knee. Oh. Duh. Uh, young. He's got Byron Young going. I would have guessed Darnell Wright before Byron Young. I'm, I'm so- shocked that he's up that high. Yeah, so he's got Byron Young going at 20 uh, overall to the Seattle Seahawks. That would be would a hell of a 20. spot for him. Putting him with uh, Darrell Taylor, Taylor yeah. would be a pretty good matchup. 
Aren't uh, they the same player, basically? Yeah, which is a good thing, I'd yeah. say. Taylor's doing pretty, pretty good in Seattle. Did uh, he have some kind of weird on-field incident this year? Yeah, that was when he like hopped off of the field and like did something. Oh, he on ran the on the line. field during a oh yeah turnover return. Yeah, and then actively like, blocked. I think. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, to your point, though, Bear, the last pick of the the draft, he did have uh, Kansas City taking Zay Flowers. Said he was thinking about having Jalen Hyatt there, but chose not to. This man also had Will Levis going five overall. Anthony Richard going up number nine. Well, he had Levis as the third quarterback taken, though. He has Stroud going to the Texans and then Bryce Young going to the Coats, which, uh, man, I, I don't want Bryce Young in this division. Send him to Houston. They're not going to be good enough. I'd rather him go to Houston because I, they will mismanage it yes. and get him hurt. Which I don't will Levis. Him hurt, you know but. what? Go to Indianapolis. We'll we'll destroy you there and those the blue over there as well. It's fine. Yeah, I just I don't want to see Young in Indianapolis. I, is that what you were saying, Russ? Yes. Yeah, I just I I don't like look. I think he's an uh, idiot, uh, especially with. I mean, surely they aren't going to hire Jeff Saturday, dude. He's going. It in sounds for a like he interview. wants to. It sounds yeah. like Ursay wants to, and uh, the Colts front office types, the folks that have been there with him for a long time, are like, no, don't do it, Jim. Did you, you hear the story the about Ursay, uh, oh, uh, Josh McDaniels, why he didn't take the Colts job a couple <laughs> of years ago? <laughs> why he backed out of it? Yeah. I mean, you know, he took the job. <laughs> yeah. He He's, was moving down there. They said Ursay was a weirdo and that they, Ursay came to their home. His, McDaniels to McDaniels' and his, home? Yeah, to basically recruit them. And his wife found it weird that Ursay reportedly spent like an hour in their bathroom that was back when he was uh maybe he was uh, slamming oxys in the in the bathroom anyway uh, i don't know i mean everybody's do you think he wasn't pulling? everybody's what uh, finish that thought please yeah, actually, actually yeah i can imagine you know you can find yourself being there in that kind of headspace where Something crazy like that could happen. Wait, you're on, you're interviewing somebody to take over your billion dollar franchise, and you decide to go on a drug bender in their bathroom, in a stranger's bathroom. Anybody could find themselves there. You don't think he was pulling a Dumb and Dumber scene, do you? No. <laughs> well, out of the Wait, out of the on, two. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> he could. Wait, how do you immediately dismiss that? <laughs> well, because I, I feel like that was something that you would get across. To whoever's bathroom you just destroyed for an hour and a half, <laughs> and you would be very apologetic, especially if you're interviewing them. For, I just look to me, it's more likely. Dude got there was probably here's what happened. He rolled in there. If this is true, he rolled in there and missed completely misjudged uh, what altitude he was going to get up to on his buzz. It's exactly what happened. He probably got nervous. What, what do you think's more likely? Jim Ursay spent an hour in there. Just Doing drugs or pooping? I wish we could put that in the field. Have you seen his pile of crap? I know we can't put that pole out there, but kind of wish we could. I think he might have looked like in the mirror and just lost himself taste. in there. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You never know what can happen in there. At number three, the Tennessee Volunteers have set the date for the orange and white game for 2023. Really? Save the date. We're going to have one this year? April 15th. At Neyland Stadium. Do your taxes and go to the orange and white game. Gonna, I'd be half tempted to go for Nico. 
How many how many people do you think they'll get in there for this deal? The weather's good. I think they could get a decent amount. Like they want to see how Joe looks. People are gonna people are, uh, people are gonna want to see Nico. Yeah, no. Make no mistake. Some of the young Nico and some of these young guys are gonna be a draw. Yeah. I mean, hell, I may go. I want to see what they look like. Nico did something. The one thing that jumped out at me, uh, watching him in that Polynesian ball, I meant I was wish I could have mentioned this to Dan was uh he runs to spots. Remember how in the Alabama game, uh, the young kid from Alabama, he's incredibly quick and scrambled. and But, like, certain quarterbacks do it. Aaron Rodgers is the best example of it. Guys, that quarterbacks that are running as fast as they can to get to a spot where they need to be to bomb you downfield or just gas you. So, But he had, like, four or five plays like that when I was watching him where it was like, wow. It's going to be exciting to watch him play. And finally, at number four, uh, the number four Tennessee men's basketball team will take on Georgia at 7 p.m. tonight on the SEC Network. Tennessee is currently a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. You like those odds, Bear? Should I like I take the way you said Georgia. Georgia. I'll take Ready it. for a little late-night volunteer reaction tonight? It won't be too late. We'll go on about, what, nine? Nine-ish. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's – these have been moving pretty good. Well, hopefully it'll be a just workmanlike victory. Not a, a lot. Workmanlike to, voluntary reaction. Yeah, not, not a lot to break down. In an hour or so. Chew on it Hit a little bit. Hay. Yeah. Thank you, Marcus. Top four at four brought to you by our friends over at Malone Costa Dentistry at Knoxville. Smiles. Don't put off your dental visits. Get twenty twenty three started off with a trip to Knoxville. Smiles and get your smile. Looking in tip-top shape. It's where I go to the dentist. Dr. Steve Malone's been doing it for a long time there. He is the best. KnoxvilleSmiles.com. You can schedule your appointment there, or you can call them at 865-539-1776. So I wanted to share this story before we go forward. Do we have calls? No. All right. Uh, 865-546-8200. If you want to jump in, we're going to go open lines this hour. So get some phone calls going here. 546-8200. So the ticket conversation. The scalping and all that? Yeah. Last hour? Looking back on it, this this was an awful thing. A, I won't say friend, an associate of mine did in 1999. The George game. You'll remember uh, this was obviously the glory days coming off a national championship. T. Martin is the man. Tennessee owns Georgia in this time frame. Quincy Carter is the quarterback for Georgia. They are a top ten team, Garbage and this Quincy is Carter. this is the year they're going to get the Vols. They might have even been favored in that game. Like they had a good team, and they come up here. It was raining. Tennessee ended up winning the game pretty decisively, as I recall. And um, but I mean, it was a huge deal, right? Uh, this is the glory days, man. Tickets are hard to come by. The strip is popping. Tennessee football has never been that awesome. This year was close. It wasn't quite that good. No. Um, and so we used to have the student tickets, and you would go the student. The way the student tickets worked when I was in school was you would go down to the student union or whatever, and you'd show them your ID in the basement of the UC. Yeah, and they would give you a paper ticket. Yeah. And so, 
that's what we did. And a friend of mine sold. So you had to you, you had, had to, to show, show your ID, ID once you went into the game too. Well, you couldn't just use. You couldn't be like old dudes like us and use the student tickets. Huh. They they kept track of that. You had to scan your ID at the gate. There was a whole method you had. If you had somebody that didn't have an ID, like was just visiting, you had to put them in a big group and you'd hand all the IDs at one time. You could smuggle, like you had to be, you had to be kind of young. I don't know about that. Go That's, ahead. It sounds like a very risky operation to me. But anyway, a friend of mine sold the student ticket to like a very young Georgia. I think it was a kid, like like twelve year old or something, Jeez. on the strip for like bunch of money like maybe a hundred bucks or so I, I don't know I, I don't remember but he's like yeah man i sold it to some kid <laughs> what'd you <laughs> say to him i mean ross is a georgia fan but damn a kid well looking back on it he tempted the wrath of the whatever from high atop the thing yeah he did when we, we ever got paid back on well him. georgia beat us the next year yeah oh and, they did and we They've had the better program since. We haven't won a championship since then. Your idiot friend had to rip yes. off a 12-year-old for $100 in weed and beer money. My God. The curse of Russell's jerk friends. Again, like associate. I think he was a sweet mate of ours. I don't know, man. You told me some stories about your, your college buddies that you're still friends with. You've shown me some texts. Those guys are maniacs. I don't know. I, I would like to think that. That that's pretty shady, but that that's the kind of stuff that went on back then of the paper tickets. I mean, people have outright back in the day. I mean, they sell counterfeit tickets. That got to be a big problem. Yeah, for sure. So it was really. I mean, we, you're talking about like I distinctly remember the biggest ticket I I can remember when I was the '90 Florida game. It was like two for five hundred bucks. And those were like I think like in the upper deck when we were talking about the scalping thing. Alabama tickets were always I – mean, there's so much money. Danny White, approval ratings coming in now, over 350 votes cast, 86.3% strongly approve, 12.3% approve. So if my shoddy math is correct, that is a 98% approval ranking. I believe Barnes had a 99%er, but I think – I think even this with the 86.3 strongly approve, I think that was better than what Barnes had at that time back in the day. Curiously, and it's Twitter, so you get some trolls on here. And none of this is 100% scientific. I've said before, I have a personal po- – I will vote in any Twitter poll I see, regardless of whether or not uh, – I see a Twitter poll, I'm voting. Uh, people like – Who's the best, like uh, Nicki Minaj or Kim Kardashian? I was like, uh, you've got I'll an vote. opinion. I don't even know. No, I, I really don't, but I'm voting. You just push a button? Sure. Just I'm, not, I'm not letting. I consider it my civic duty to vote in every Twitter poll I see. That being I said, I think there are, are some trolls in here because there are 0.9% of respondents disapprove and 0.6% strongly disapprove. You think uh, Corn Pop would be one of those votes? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm that's, sure I've got some. That's kind of he'd pull. I'm sure I've got some, like, Alabama fans following and, and oh, stuff like sure. that. And, and probably just some some jerks who, who will vote in any Twitter poll and maybe either don't even look at it or just want to balance things out. Because I'll do that sometimes, too. I'll be like, 
I'll bet there's not enough people voting for this, and I'll do that. That's right. I'm a disingenuous Twitter poll voter. Guilty. It can be risky sometimes, depending on the poll. You know? Nobody knows. that You can't see what you voted for. Uh, your vote go. is your vote. But morally, you might have to live with it. Oh, yeah. Well, like, like people that would vote in any of Russell's polls, the kind of guys that would vote like that, I think they have any morals to begin with. Same guys who call and verbalize it on the air. Fair. Some pretty good responses here. Chris in Fresno says, I like Elijah's thinking here. He, he's the one that said the only thing it needs to do is move the student section. Yeah. Uh, I would also welcome at least 10 to 15 rows around the court lit up more so we can actually see the crowd engagement on television. It's a huge point of contention for CG. He brings this up to me like once every – The lighting in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't – if the show the Tennessee game's on TV, it, to me it doesn't look as exciting because you can't see the students, and that's why we don't – you don't think our crowd would have all kinds of crazy, those things they wave and on up into the Well, they the do, but the, the student section is in the bottom left. Like if as you're watching the screen, it's in the bottom left. Why, why do we just not follow like the Duke, North Carolina model? Because when they built the arena, they sold those seats – we're like basically lifetime deals to people. To they, the rattle your jewelry yeah. crowd. Well, I mean, how else are you going to build an arena? <laughs> kids ain't don't have much money. I think they are trying to change that around. Yeah, though. but I, I guarantee it would it would help the program if we did whatever we had to do to make that as intimidating and as loud as that should be the ultimate goal. My my big thing is oh, it's not a big thing. It's a very little thing, but. I, they need to get the seats closer to the floor. Like, I was watching Arkansas play last night. That's a great arena, man. And they've got seats, like, right up to the edge of the floor, man. We have, like, huge space between behind the goals on either side. Oh, the, the pool house at Florida does, too. You're I, right up on it. Bring I say, br- you know, bring the seats up right up to the floor, not down the little wall, wall. Yeah. like that gray wall that – that's on the side just, just get rid of that and put another row of seats in there and like that's all you need to do just one more row would make it look so much more yeah you could um, have you could add chairs on the floor and it makes it louder too i would if i were had anything to do with anything with when they remodel any of the facilities over there i would definitely have somebody designing it to be louder whether it be neyland stadium lindsey nelson or the arena. I think Lindsey Nelson's going to be really loud. I mean, it already is really loud for only 4,500 seats. Like, it is shockingly loud. And I think it's because they're not going to change what they've got. They're just going to extend it down both foul lines. They're just going to extend what they've got and then put some stuff in the outfield. Next, when, when Tommy Bowles at its best is when the guys on the floor are just getting sonically assaulted by a wall of noise. How, how, how long do you think the Tommy Bowl has? Do you think that's going to be like kneeling? We just have it forever? Or? I don't know. That thing costs so much money, yeah. and they didn't pay attention to – what was the guy's – I had him in geology when I first got to UT. Dr. Misra, he did the – I think he was the one who did the geology study and told them not to build it where they built it. So, have you never heard that story? I know it's on top of caverns or whatever. It was supposedly one of the largest limestone caverns in East Tennessee, and 
they had uh i think it was blaine hayes construction were the contractors they had to dump and i'm i'm talking like weeks and weeks of trucks worth of concrete into that cavern like if money were no object and we could just snap our feet we want a new basketball arena uh, i'd love to have a like 16,000 seat you know just Over basketball the world's fair basketball specific arena that is made for college hoops as but like Thompson bowling and and I like Thompson bowling like it is actually turned into a really cool facility and it wasn't that way before Bruce Pearl but one of one of the problems as I see it is it's too big it was built for like a multi-purpose thing it's like yeah Tennessee's going to play basketball there but we're going to have concerts and the circus and Billy Graham revivals and you know whatever else we could squeeze in there we're going to do which is cool basketball games uh the ncaa tournament but like auburn's place which is only ten thousand seats it's loud as hell in there it's a basketball arena it's built for auburn basketball Uh, arkansas they've got a proud tradition down there they build a basketball arena so i mean if we ever get a do-over which i'd like for 20 years down the road at at the earliest right yeah Uh, i wish they would go basketball first I think it'd be cool if they could try and if, if they ever build a new one to recreate Stokely just at a, you know, the coolest thing about Stokely. More comfortable, was, but you bigger. walked, you went down. Like when you walked in the doors, you like walked down to your seats. You might go up like one flight, short flight of stairs, but it was like one of those yeah. sun, old 70s, 60s sunken things. Quick timeout. The drive continues. 865 546. 8200, your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Back with more right after this. The docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Attorneys representing the PGA Tour are seeking to add Saudi Arabia's, what did you call it, Marcus? Saudi Arabia's? Saudi Public Investment Fund. And the fund's governor, Yasir Othman al Rumayan, as defendants in the tour's countersuit against Live Golf. A motion filed in U.S. District Court in Northern California yesterday. The PGA Tour's attorneys argued that recently produced documents from Live Golf confirmed that the PIF and Al Rumayans played a role in causing golfers to breach their contracts with the PGA Tour by joining the Live Golf circuit. They're coming off after the, the PIF. According to court documents, the PIF owns at least 93% of Live Golf. This is basically the Saudi Arabian government. They own Live Golf. They own Newcastle United in the English Premier League. They also, don't they own a big chunk of Twitter now? Do they? I thought Elon. Sure. No, Elon had some partners in it. Yeah. What are you going to do, man? China owns TikTok. Yeah. Saudi's own Twitter. You just live in a shell and not not do anything. Just be like Gandhi, knit your own clothes. Yeah. Live off the fat of the land. Be perfect all the time. It's got to get, I mean, it all goes up. We all know that. It's just that, you know, who do you think is at the very top? Saudis. I hope they, um, I hope they win, though. I hope they, I hope the PGA Tour wins out did you see what happened today there's some tournament rory was playing at 
Huh. And he's out on the range, and Patrick Reed came up there, and they had like a terse meeting or something. And Roy's, Patrick Reed and Roy. Do what? You think Pat, Patrick Reed had a terse conversation with Rory? Wait, Patrick Reed went up to say hello, and Rory said afterwards, he said, yeah, he came up and said hello. I really didn't want him to, though. Yeah. Ain't no drama like golf drama. Well, I mean, he's, a, he's an Irishman. Rory. Michael Roy. That is the docket brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys. Check them out online, foxandfarmer.com. Set up a free, no obligation consultation with Fox and Farmer today. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Foxandfarmer.com. You can call them at 865 531 9400. Tell them Fan Run Radio sent you. Man, Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins on here in about an hour on the show. He's owning, uh, he owns NWA, National Wrestling Alliance. Very cool. That's like the coolest thing ever, uh, man. They're going to be in town that next be, week. That may be one of the coolest, like, former rock star purchases that you could make. Just somebody that I ended bought up, wrestling. Yeah. What'd you do with your money? I bought the National Wrestling Alliance, dude. And just turning it around, resurrecting it. That was yeah, such well, a huge part of my childhood, man. He's not, and he's not like hiring guys to, like, he's no. actively, like, I think he helps write storylines and stuff. Like, he loves it. I could totally say as creative as he is. Let's get, speaking of creative types, <laughs> this guy. the tortured artist, John Hodge, is next. What's up, Hodgey? What's going on, fellas? Oh, man, just hanging out, talking a little UT hoops, Banner Dan, man, getting his raise. That's why I called in because I was sitting there thinking 16,000 when you spit it out of your mouth. So I had to call in and say, yes, sir, I'm all for it. For the hypothetical new arena? Yeah, yeah, I don't know where where you put it. I don't care. But uh, if geology matters, then I don't know anything about it. So, <laughs> uh, But uh, just growing up, started selling programs when I was 12 in Stokely and just went to every game, saw all the Ernie and Bernie games. and just It was such a home court advantage, so loud, such a great place. I would love to see that again. That was 12-7. So anything between okay. 13 and 16 would be plenty. And keep that keep that ceiling low a little bit, yeah. you know, let the noise reverberate. Yeah, and you, you want to have it – I mean, one thing cool about Thompson Bowling is, like, you get – Paul McCartney and the Foo Fighters and the Eagles are coming. Right. Like you get these huge acts come through. You want it. You want to keep it big enough to continue to entice those types of shows to come through. Bridgestone Arena. Yeah. Bridgestone. You want fifteen? What's yeah, it? Sixteen thousand. Right? What's that, Haji? I said we can go over there and watch a big name if we have to. I'm saying, but if. Uh, I saw Chicago and the Beach Boys and Elvis was at uh, yeah. Stokely, but I didn't see that. But uh, I saw the police at Stokely. REM. See, there's a, yeah, there's there's plenty of room for sixteen thousand. The act's good enough, you know. But it was the original um, Cameron Indoor. When I uh, I'm, uh, I always think it. Everything think of that at Stokely. Jim Spinarco played for Duke, and it seemed like he was there about eight years at Duke. But they played. It was a classic game. But before they were Duke, as I recall. Well, they might be headed play. back to 
Yeah, that status. They are not very good right now. Hey, how'd you? What'd you? I want to get your opinion. What'd you? What'd you think about Rory McIlroy's uh, deal? Well, for of course, Patrick is a Richard, so I'm all for giving him you know what as a middle finger anytime you get a chance. So Where did he play college golf at? Augusta State. He went to Georgia. Yeah, he went to Georgia. Oh, it's that okay? Cheating. Remember, he was cheating. That's right. He's had multiple cheating allegations. He's a career cheater. He's a known cheater. And yeah. his his wife's so. like like something out of like Milf Manor, right? And it's like his parents hate her. <laughs> yeah, I thought sound like you said his parents dropped the H. That was weird. But yeah, uh, he banned them. He banned everybody from going to the Masters. You know, his family and stuff because they they're real people. He doesn't like real people. <laughs> he wants people that are bandwagoners and. Uh, Okay. Nobody wants to be on that bandwagon. So, like, so I like, you know, I don't he, care. It's drama. Yeah. He it's missed out on that key experience that guys like that need where, you know, 13 or 14 years old, a guy like that needs to be taken out behind the school building and just beaten right. senseless. It, yeah. it usually, like, if that happens, <laughs> usually they come back and they're like, they're not as bad. They're like, oh, you can't say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Right. And, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of people – Walking around, who never got that lesson. Speaking of the uh, NWA, I saw Dirty Dick Slater and uh, oh god, who was the champion of all time? He was always the champion in those years. Bear, he was just, he never got beat. He was Rick, it was a world it was a world title match. Ric Flair? No, it was uh, which Georgia. region? We talking Georgia? Southeast, obviously. It was uh, Georgia Championship it was in the Wrestling. What about Jerry Lawler? No. Jerry Lawler had an unreal match with uh, terrible Terry Funk in Memphis. Bloody. Oh, Bloody. God. Oh, it was one of the wettest matches ever. I'm telling yeah, you, it was, was absolutely. That's when we got all the blood there. That was, that was right after. That was real. Hitting each other with, like, barbed wire wrapped two-by-fours in the face. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Good, yeah. clean, wholesome family <laughs> entertainment. Exactly. Quality. Good stuff. That's how you fall in love with wrestling right there. But it was all about the interviews even then because the wrestling back then was like it was all figure four headlocks and, you know, different just, just wrestling. It wasn't really a lot of that in, on TV anyway. The good stuff happened in the in the region. I think what was uh, – that was at the Civic Coliseum, so that was about, what, 5,000 or 3,500 or something? Yeah. Because we saw concerts there too. I remember that one of the, the all-time bestseller at one time. It was. I, I got a I got oh. a really funny, but it's about a local high school coach. He's state championship coach, but like he really believed wrestling was real. His dad, who was also a coach, <laughs> yeah. told me the story <laughs> about how they had this big professional wrestling thing at like Fulton High School. <laughs> I can't believe okay. I'm putting him on blast, but I'm going to. <laughs> Robbie Black really thought that – and it, I, I cannot remember their names. I'd have to talk to old Coach Black to remember the wrestlers. Now I think it was like uh, the Nature Boy Buddy Landell. It was some crazy match involving like Smoky Mountain Wrestling where Robbie Black yeah, was convinced right. that the face he had been rooting for was dead. He had been killed there <laughs> in Fulton High School. Uh, I thought it was real when I was seven. Too, so. Oh yeah, 
I had a bad, I had a bad dream about Ron Wright one time. So that was, I remember that. He was after you, Haji. <laughs> well, he, he was in the dream, but he had, I mean, there was a lot of blood in his matches. Whitey Caldwell, what bless his soul. He re, he died on the, uh, there's the nothing better than seeing the, uh, the old Ron Wright, like film. <laughs> And seeing like the grandma is just screaming at him as he's walking to the That's room. what oh, I, yeah. I was watching oh, yeah. some old That's stuff right. on YouTube Lovely today food. of, yeah, I mean that like Tennessee ass. Well, you see these old women in there, so many women. Like you go wrestling now, and it's all it's all dudes. It's a total yeah whatever. But uh, like back in the day, you'd all these blue hairs there, and they are just as loud, if not louder, and more raucous than the guys in the audience. Well, like my grandma didn't believe the moon landing was real and, and watched professional wrestling and loved Wahoo McDaniel. <laughs> <laughs> Great memories. I, uh, I'll do, leave you with one thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Auburn tonight. I think Tennessee's in a look-ahead spot. I don't like 16 and a half. That's too big. What they, they failed to cover their last two home games, and they've been good on the road. I was just... just Hold off on laying 16 and a half and wait till uh, the other UT comes in and gets their whipping. I hate to say it. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Can't bet against my balls, though. Might sit this you one. You don't have to bet on them either, though. Right. Nope. <clears throat> yep. For it's entertainment purposes spot. only, ladies and gentlemen. Correct. Always. Thanks, Haji. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. See ya. 865-546-8200. Was there a heel wrestler back in the day that really just got your blood boiling? Oh, who did I always hate um, when I was a kid? Uh, Stan, uh, uh, Ole, and Arn Anderson, and Stan the Man Hansen. I, I, I didn't like, 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 I never liked those guys. And they, Something about a dirty tag team when, they're, when yeah. there's two of them, and it's just oh man, yeah. Um, I, I just I instinctively didn't. I, the lariat, uh, I, I thought it was a terrible move. Remember the lariat? It was basically a clothesline, but he sometimes he'd shift a some type of like what I imagine to be steel into the inside of his elbow, so that when he clotheslines you, it, whatever they got it your guy, your whoever your guy was, your hero, and one of them had him in the full nelson and he's just powerless and the other guy's taunting him no yeah. the assault is worse like slapping around that's bad enough but they're taunting him yeah and you're and that's your guy as a as a youngster oh man i remember the probably the maddest i ever got as a kid watching wrestling was back in the old sergeant slaughter versus iron sheik days <laughs> and uh the, that damn sheik Bastard! He beat Slaughter once. He's first ballot Hall of Fame. Beat, knocked uh, Slaughter's out there, all, flat on his back, just out cold. <laughs> and what does the Sheik do? He gets the Iranian flag and covers him in it. Sergeant Slaughter, Captain America, <laughs> lie there underneath the the freaking the axis of evil. They got his flag <laughs> across him. <laughs> He buried him right there. Do you laid his follow him on Twitter? Him. Oh, the Sheik? Oh, yeah. He's caught, he, he likes to tell people to, you know, go blank themselves. Oh, yeah, he's didn't, he's for real. Dude, what a legendary wrestler, though, wasn't he? Scott Hall started with uh, NWA, too, didn't he? 
he was in the NWO sure. faction. Well, yeah, but I thought I'd. You know, I'm, not, those, I'm not well, sure because right at the got, end of it, I mean, I they all came up Billy through some it. regional thing. They all start small. Um, almost all of them came through Smoky Mountain. Oh yeah, especially like the attitude. What era was Hulk people? Hogan's name back in the day in the '70s? Oh. It was, it was something completely different. It was some funny name. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a ton of them. Steve Austin had some horrible, horrible. He was stunning, Steve Austin for a stunning while. Stunning Steve Austin, and then he was a ringmaster, and then they finally just kind of let him be him, the Texas Rattlesnake. Yeah, so he did actually. 1984 started with the NWA Florida Territory, the championship wrestling from Florida. So we didn't watch. We got we were force fed Georgia because we had uh, TBS on cable Mm. back in like the old old days. That was like if you were a kid when you had cable in the 70s, your TV was pretty much tuned to TBS. That's where you got like all the rerun shows and then like professional wrestling. It was a little something for every kid. It was. Kind of like my generation, kind of not really a Nickelodeon, but it's what all the kids watch is TBS. I always liked the name Razor Ramon. Yo. Hey, yo. I, I came hey, up yo. in the uh, steroid era when, when nobody knew they were doing oh, they it. Were like, just like, baby oh, oiled up. Look at, look at the ultimate warrior. Yeah, that's totally natural. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped dead at what? Bless his heart. 50? 51? He lived, a, like, I think he got off the, the roids there. Like, yeah, he talked about it. Was it was too late. All the damage had been done. He wore his heart Sterling out. Sterling Golden. That was Hogan's name back Sterling when he Sterling Golden. Sterling Golden. <laughs> I remember he was like an actor in some music video, one of the early music videos. I can't even remember the song. We could probably look it up. You ever hear the Macho Man's rap CD? <laughs> you no. hear that? He he wrote like a he wrote a like a hate rap on Hogan. He wrote him a hate crime, a hate rhyme. Sheik, I don't think that's a. I, I don't. I think that's for real. He doesn't like. Like a lot of those dudes don't like Hogan. Well, those guys that wrestled with him, they're probably all jealous. I don't know about that. Hogan Hogan's, was the first. I mean, he he took wrestling. Brother. He took it to another level, man. Hulkamania was a real thing. He could talk, man. But he was. I don't know. Oh. Uh, like one of my my all time probably my all time favorite wrestler as far as his mic skills is Rowdy Roddy Piper. That guy could go from zero to completely off his rocker, insanely pissed, in like a, a just a blink of an eye. Quick timeout. Burt Burlcamp on the show tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Hopefully, we'll be encountering a happy Burt following a Tennessee win against Georgia. Tonight, stay tuned. The drive continues. More fan run radio coming up. Fan run radio. The drive continues. 105.7 FM, thirteen forty AM. Streaming online. Fanrunradio.com. Your free fan run app. A variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone line. No, Rob. No, Rob dropped. Oh. Sorry. Right. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board. So I'm prepared That's to talk there. to Rob. Got nothing. Sorry, man. What do you guys want to talk about? Oh, what was there was something I was I mean, did, did, did you see the, the latest update? Like they've confirmed it. What uh, there's something weird going on at the damn Dallas Zoo. I've told you guys about this off the air. 
Somebody assassinated Man, so one, of their, one of their one of their vultures. I, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. It's on me. It's on me. I should have just made something up. Go ahead. They they killed a vulture. Uh, yeah, fascinating. It did not die of natural cause. Just imagine going to kill a vulture in a zoo. Like like what goes? You, you think somebody? You think somebody killed the vulture? They said it did not die of natural causes. So yeah, somebody killed the vulture. Somebody's already let the leopard out down there. I feel like they cut through the fence at the monkey enclosure. Could have been an accident. All three, dude. Who's killing a vulture? Somebody that needs to be locked in a rubber room somewhere. I don't know. Have you ever encountered vultures? They're kind of creepy animals. I can do without vultures. Yeah, but I put them on the list of don't start none, won't be none. You do your thing, I'll do mine, man. I'm going to kill one. I walked up on a vulture once in my old neighborhood. I was walking around the neighborhood and it was just kind of like – in my, in my head, like, wasn't really paying attention. And I'll, I look up, and like, five feet in front of me, there's like a vulture just chowing down on a rabbit. It's terrifying. How old were you? It was like 10 years ago. You remember those? Uh... That was terrifying to you? Yes. Dude, if, you think it was going to re- if, if rear its wings up if and they, if they, uh, we get it. You're a big tough guy. Nothing scares you. If no. a vulture was standing right there, you would be freaking out right now. You would be cowering in the corner. Oh, oh, help me. Help me. There's a big scary bird right there. It's terrifying. Yes. They're huge. They're, huge. they're ugly. They're mean looking. They're just eating a, eating a live rabbit? Or is it dead? I guess yes, it Bear. Dead. It was holding the live rabbit down as it uh, as it squealed for mercy. Just, well, I don't know. I mean, you said it was. He's like it amuses me. I'm toying with him. I'll save him. I keep him alive for later. You remember the vultures from uh, the Jungle Book? Oh God! Being the Beatles. Oh yeah. Jungle That's Book. literally how I remember vultures. Like from a very early age, was like they're not that cute in real life. Well, no, but no, they're raptors, right? They're scavengers that uh, I don't like. Totally correct. They eat meat. Oh yeah, dinosaurs. That's what dinosaurs became like vultures. Different. Bill Minot wants to give a wrestling shout out to Stan the Man Hanson and Ernie the Cat Lad. As well as the fabulous Freebirds. It does not surprise me that Bill Minot would be a Stan the Man Hanson fan. Totally on brand for Bill. What's that mean? I could see him being a – he probably liked the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. That's who Stan was affiliated with. Arn and Ole Anderson. The Anderson brothers. I think Harley Race ran with them too, some. Yep. Yep, yep. So who who did you hate? Um, I already talked about the Sheik. I mean, that stands out. Um, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, was a Ugh. he was a just incorrigible scoundrel. With, with his, who was it? Uh, Remember that Virgil. scene where he, Remember yeah, Vir- Virgil with him. Remember the whole deal with the kid? It got to be it was a big controversy. Something like if you can bounce a basketball or something twenty times, I'd give you the money. And yeah, he slapped it away from him right at the end. Yeah, wouldn't give the kid the money. Every man has his price. Yeah, DiBiase was a Richard, as Haji said. Uh, I tell you, it was the um, well, there there are two. 
there too that you wouldn't think of when you think of wrestling heels, but two of the best were The Rock. Oh, incredible. Before he became like the frat boy Steve Austin, he was he was Rocky Maivia. He like he could get the crowd worked up into a frenzy. Oh yeah. He'd have 20,000 people wanting to kill him. Yeah. He, he would be run his mouth. Yeah, he, he he was good. And then and he this might be the best. I've talked about this before. One of my favorite um uh documentaries and I think you can watch this for free on YouTube. It's called I'm from Hollywood. And it's about Andy Kaufman. Oh, the comedian. Oh, yeah. When His he went with to Jerry Lawler. He went to wrestle in he was the he called he declared himself the intergender champion. He'd wrestle women. He would, he would go wrestle women in Memphis. And he had the feud with Jerry Lawler that spilled over onto Letterman. Yeah. But if you watch there's this document is hilarious because he would wear like this ridiculous like long johns with the and he's this the little skinny yeah, the union frail suits. looking jewish guy from new york and he would go down there and he would wrestle these women and he would and th- like the women are really trying to pin him and oh yeah they're really going at it he's going at them they're going at him i mean it's a real deal but you talk about like just running his mouth because you're it's you're in, in memphis in the mid-south in the early 80s and like you know it's very southern and and here comes this guy he's be up there like i'm from hollywood i'll sue all of you 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 don't even know what soap is. You're out there plowing the fields all day long. <laughs> yeah, from Hollywood. He, he, he talked about the – he said, I, I have nothing against the women. There are many things that women are, are better at than men. They're better at uh, uh, peeling the potatoes and, and scrubbing the, the, the vegetables and, and things like that. But that great. Uh, <laughs> oh, they hated him. We are, <laughs> we're, Billy Corgan, the Smashing Pumpkins guy, is going to be on with us in hour number three. NWA National Wrestling Alliance is coming through town next week. Uh, they're in for a couple of days, actually. I think Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. And so you can get tickets at nationalwrestlingalliance.com and go check them out and go see some some old school wrestling from back in the day. Let's get Sharpie in here. Sharpie, you're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. What's up, Russell? What's up, Sharp? Um, I was going to tell you about this new job that I'm taking on. Uh, Nate has offered me a job as a new hatchet man for <laughs> Fan Run Radio. And uh, my job now is to go in to each show on Fan Run and see if we've got any weak links. Any Anybody that's just not cutting the mustard that, you know, I personally think needs to be replaced. And he any- he's hired me effective immediately to do this. I was wondering what you guys felt about this. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about it. Does, does it pay well? That's a no. It doesn't really pay great, but I I would basically do it for free. So I mean, do you have do you have anybody in mind on our show or any of the others that are you kind of like the Bobs in office space right now? We're doing a little downsizing. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to do a little downsizing, and 
you know, Russell, you're obviously the talent on the show. Well, duh. So we, you can't really, I mean, duh. I mean, you can't really be replaced. So, I mean, that, that only leaves two options. And, and Marcus, I, I think Marcus does a pretty good job. I think he's very likable. Oh, boy. Mm. I think, oh boy. I, I think he's, so it just leaves, it just leaves one person, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say for a minute that we were going to play like in the dark night and break a pool cue and let Baron Marcus fight and the winner gets to stay on. Well, we could do that. Too violent. But, but, uh, I, so you're recommending I'm, Bear I'm, for termination to Nate in your little meeting. Is he the only one? I mean, what about, what about talk sports? I mean, Seems like there might be a little dead weight there too. I mean, we're trimming the fat. Like, who else are we getting out? Who else are we getting rid of? Well, we're just we're just starting with uh, we're just we're just starting with the drive right now, mm-hmm. and 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 three and out. Well, Bear, it's been nice working with you. Sharpies <laughs> not filing a nice report, evidently, with the Godfather. Send your resumes to Marcus. Reinstitute the audio. Stay with us. The drive continues. Hour number three coming up.